today, a shooting in Buffalo, what the media is and isn't telling you. We've got that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and it is a Monday. We've got a lot to cover here. Uh, there's a lot that went on over the weekend. I am joined by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and host of For Cannon's Sake. Also, Blaze TV contributor John Doyle, host of Heck Off Commie. You should be subscribed to both of them. Uh, so, again, there's, there's no shortage of things happening over the weekend for us to pay attention to and know about to come and discuss today. Uh, there was a shooting at a Buffalo supermarket. A white 18-year-old gunman uh, allegedly carried out a racist attack at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York on Saturday. This killed 10 people and injured three others. Uh, 11, uh, and I'm just, I'm just gonna give the, the, the bare bones facts about what happened, about what we know so far. Um, and then we can we can kind of go back and forth on that. Eleven of the 13 victims are black. Uh, the shooter had the name of at least one of the victims of the Waukesha attack etched in or sorry, Waukesha attack etched into his gun, uh, which was for those of you who don't remember or can't recall, Waukesha was uh, when a black man named Daryl Brooks drove through a Christmas parade killing six people, and Brooks had a lot of black nationalist, BLM, uh, anti-white social media posts. Uh, so the idea there was that he was targeting uh, this white uh, parade, this white group, um, and mowing them down. The Buffalo shooter has been charged with first-degree murder and faces life in prison. Uh, he drove more than 200 miles from his small hometown of Conklin, New York, and arrived in East Buffalo the day before the attack to conduct uh, reconnaissance on the grocery store and the shooting at this was at Tops Friendly Markets began approximately 2.30 p.m. Uh, in a parking lot outside the store. This was a predominantly black neighborhood about three miles from downtown. The gunman came out wearing tactical gear, opened fire with an assault-style rifle, sh shot four people. Uh, three of those people died, and then he worked his way into the store where he did more damage and carnage. He live-streamed the entire attack on Twitch and was eventually confronted by police at the front of the store. Uh, he briefly pointed the rifle at his neck before surrendering to police. Um, now, I want to um, I want to get to you guys uh, really specifically about the what the media claims because um, there was a there's a there's a lot going on here. I, I'll I'll say this. If anyone were to believe in false flags and conspiracy theories and things being planted just the right way or things being planned by big government just the right way, this would be it, right? Because it's got it's got the AR-15. It's got the white man who is uh, is involved in a racially charged attack against black people. It's got the uh, social media aspect of it, right? He live streamed the whole, the whole thing on Twitch. So maybe we should talk about Twitch and maybe we should talk about social media and the, the parameters surrounding it. Um, but I wanna get into some of, the, some of the media claims here. So the New York Times wrote an article and of course related the shooting to social media and Elon Musk. 
even though this was this whole thing that we're talking about happened on Twitch, not on Twitter. It said uh, this was called questions about the responsibilities of social media sites are part of a broader debate over how aggressively platforms should moderate their content. Uh, so you know how that kind of uh, article went. The Rolling Stone ran an article titled The Buffalo Shooter Isn't a Lone Wolf. He's a Mainstream Republican, even though there's nothing to indicate that that is true, as far as I know. Uh, Adam Schiff tweeted two mass shootings in 24 hours in Milwaukee and Buffalo, the latter killing 10 people. I'm heartbroken and I'm angry, angry that the GOP continues to block even the most basic gun safety measures. We can stop this. We can save lives. Republicans just refuse to cowards. Uh, and he and uh, Representative Jayapal immediately called for gun control. She said, I'm horrified and heartbroken to hear this news from Buffalo today. Gun violence has devastated yet another one of our communities. When will enough be enough? Mass shootings are an epidemic in this country. We must end now. Um, it's interesting, you guys, because uh, like from what I have read about all of the gun control laws, he actually went, he sought out the very heavily regulated area of Buffalo because he knew that that was an area that like, did have gun control, and in his manifesto, uh, he not only called himself mild to moderate authoritarian left, he indicated that he wanted more gun control, uh, which certainly I I'm not sure would indicate that he was a Republican. So um, I want to, we've got, we've got some more here just kind of going through the manifesto, but I want to get your gentlemen, your basic thoughts on how all of this has transpired and how the media has been uh, portraying it. And if you, did you guys get a chance to read the manifesto? Because curiously <clears throat> enough, it's been disappeared from everywhere, but yes. the media is still allowed to report on bits and pieces of it and not the full thing. Well, I got it before that reason, um, because I knew that this, there was, it was actually surprising how long the video stayed up as well as before they kind of started mm -hmm. scrapping that that um that manifesto did you watch it uh i only saw bits and pieces of it i'm not really you know, kind of yeah, watching not, that something that disgusting uh by any means but i mean yeah to your point that you mentioned earlier about this almost seems look i'll say this much <laughs> people are crazy as hell and there are people that are crazy enough to do crazy stuff i will say that however i'm not going to be completely oblivious to the fact that you know oftentimes um, this seems to legitimize all of the check boxes that they are trying to perpetuate in terms of how they view this world. Mm -hmm. It's like he's the meme version of this killer is the meme version of how they view the opposite side. Really, yeah. that's yeah. he's he fits. He checks every box except. Um, can, can I can I can I clarify for a second? We're not saying that this like didn't happen. Well, this, this is what uh, see people don't understand. The term false flag right. does not always mean that like the government carried it out. Sometimes it means that they knew that something was going right. to happen right. and neglected to stop it. Thank you. Uh, that often is also uh, often also the case. They because just, they know it's going because to fit they know it's go exactly. So which to your point, the shooter was investigated. Uh, yes, by the state police point. a year ago. Right. That, that I was going to make that make that point. And I will also say like, yeah. With with liberty, and I, I said this on Chad's show, uh, uh, with, with liberty is going to come 
this sort of, um, I'm not going to say, it, 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 it. let me say this, it doesn't breed sort of dangerous folk. However, what you have is a person that goes to an area in which he knows and is completely aware that this is less likely of a place where folks are going to be able to combat what he can, what he plans to carry out. Mm -hmm. Right. So with liberty, it's so important to take us. They take it the opposite way. They look at something like this that happens and they're like, well, this guy is, is bad business is because of these lax gun laws or whatever. Well, I take the approach like the brother, and I'm pretty sure we're going to show his video, of a black man that was being interviewed about this saying we need to be, it's not the gun that was doing something, mm -hmm. it, was, it was the person that was doing something, basically saying that we should be certainly more armed. And that is the answer, but that's certainly not an answer that they're going to ever adopt as an actual solution. Because the only solution for them is, this is a, a, a guy that seems to fit the narrative and punishes our political enemies. We're going to utilize this to then punish the American people that had absolutely nothing to do with this. We've seen it before. This certainly ain't going to be the last time that they ever attempt to do that. And it's a it's a damn shame either way that there are people that are dead because of some. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, uh, people, uh, people studio. You're probably going to bleep that one out, but wanted to carry out some sort of act of violence for whatever reason. Uh, I want to, Eric, you mentioned briefly the gentleman who was interviewed by Fox News after the event that took place. Uh, let's let's hear him. It's ridiculous. Something has to change from the bottom to the top because they're not going to do nothing. We got to do something because this is ridiculous. Uh, I feel bad for the people that was in there because after the security guard got shot, he got a gun shooting people still. That, that, just real quick, like yeah. that's that in itself to me is the easiest solution. If there were more people around that knew what to do with the gun, that type of stuff does not happen. Instead, though, the state would rather you be dependent upon them and their individual actions when at the end of the day, like he said, he's completely right. They ain't going to do nothing. They were never going to do anything from the get go. It's up to you, the individual. You are your basically <laughs> your only chance to get out of any sticky situation as such. You're going to be the one to depend on yourself. Yeah. That's just plain and simple. Um, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of really important angles that we could look at this from, but they only want to control it to two, which would be like the gun violence angle and then the racial violence angle, and both of which they, they get incorrectly, I think. The gun violence one in particular, of course, they want to utilize any tragedy to forward their agenda to take people's guns away. But it's like the AR-style rifle is, I think, the most popular sporting rifle in America. I mean, there are literally millions of them in circulation. You used to be able to mail order them from like the Sears catalog. And yet we had no mass shootings. Like it wouldn't have even occurred to somebody several decades ago to go do something like this. So the conversation that we need to be have is, well, the guns have always been here. They've actually are in wider availability now. What changed to where now people are feeling as though they have to like go commit these acts of violence? And I think that's a like I guess more tumultuous conversation because you know you can read the manifesto if you can find it, and it's like not incoherent. I mean, maybe it's evil, but it's not like these schizophrenic ramblings. So. It this, very clearly well thought out. Yeah, this person was 18 years old, and they made a calculation that right. the rest of their lives, or their life, and the lives that they took were less important uh, than you know his own life or whatever he wanted to be. So, like, we've constructed a society. And this is not excusing the behavior, by the way, but this is just can, we have constructed a society where young people now feel in such a state of despair that oftentimes they would rather pursue methods of self-destruction, kill themselves, get strung out on drugs, or go out and try to like you know get some publicity or some notoriety by doing something like this 
uh, where they kill 10, th- uh, 10 people, injure like three more, something like that. And no one seems to want to have that conversation because that's like a, I guess, more nuanced political discussion. They'd rather use it to just take guns away. Or even like the racial violence thing, you know, they want to paint this as like, oh, this racist white guy went and he shot up like a black uh, community and this is because white nationalism and terror uh, is like the biggest terror threat to the United States and they're going to use that to clamp down on people who they deem to be white nationalists or domestic terrorists, which is just like their semantic way to classify Trump voters or patriots, etc. Like we still have political prisoners in D.C. because of rhetoric exactly like this. But it's like what that guy said in the video. I mean, look at his shirt. Black King. Yeah. You couldn't see uh, a guy wearing a shirt that says like White King, which is like, you know, pointing out the double standard, I guess, is lazy. But it's like, where is the racism coming from? I mean, and this is not my this is black Americans per Rasmussen uh, polling admit that they're the most racist demographic in the country. They say that 33% of them say that blacks are the most racist, followed by whites, Hispanics, and Asians, or whatever. If you also look at in-group preference, blacks say that they're the best and whites are the worst. You look at hate crimes, likelihood of being involved in a hate group, blacks are still higher. You look at actual like murder statistics, blacks are still higher. So I'm very willing to have a conversation about race relations. I just want to have an honest one. And they don't want to do that. They want to control it to one side to paint white people in the bad way and black people in a good way. And that's just dishonest. So it's not a racially motivated thing from my end. It's just like, I just want to have an honest conversation. Eric, I want you to respond. Yeah, I mean, my thing is the conversation of racial or anything of that nature has never been an honest one in this conversation, mm-hmm. like in this country ever. This is something that I've been sort of pinpointing for, well, basically a decade, to be completely honest, in that, you know, for example, my position on race and what combats whatever is not that of your stereotypical or what people deem as fist in the air, pro-black, right. whatever. However, I'm not an idiot, and I certainly don't disregard the fact that people do have such as in-group preferences and those likes. This is where I'd make the easily make the argument that this whole hyper-emphasizing of diversity and other moronic concepts have actually been detrimental to race relations in this country because they haven't solved any sort of problem, yet they're trying to seem to force two uh, two groups of people to love and, and, and adore certainly one another. And you have kids and you can imagine if you had if you told them they got into it and you say, hey, look, your sister or a little brother in the face and kiss them. They're going to be like, uh, uh, uh. that's kind of what the conflict between white and black people in America certainly has been. Well, we can't have an actual honest conversation until some of the stuff that what John was mentioning, that's certainly uh, correct. There is a double standard. You can ask your uh, random black people. I've said this before and I've gotten heat for it when I was like, it doesn't bother me that a white person or a for- person of European descent for example, gets feel some kind of way about like themselves and their their ilk. Right. That doesn't bother me, certainly at all. I'm not losing any sleep. I'm not going to be foaming at the mouth or that white people prefers to be around other white people for the same reason. Damn it. I wouldn't do it against someone uh, that was black. However, we have taken that and now it specifically means violence. So if you prefer this type of person or prefer to be around some type of person or you actually acknowledge demographics for what they are, that means that you hate that person or you despise that person or often as they when it's not even violence, they'll still claim that it's violence because words are violence and all of that. So until that happens, yeah, you're going to get I, people, and I'm not trying to take some centrist down position uh, like that and say like, well, they do it and that. No, it's just that there's conflict being created and to me, it's artificial and it's forced. And maybe it's something that is encouraged by the cabal or the cathedral or whatever. But we've never actually addressed this sort of problem. We have more people that are of either different ethnic makeups, different backgrounds. And though we seem to, you know, have we're more connected than what we've ever been. 
It seems that relations regarding race have moved the opposite way. When you think that, definitely as all of these idiots are in charge, it would move the way that we should be kumbaya, everything should be cohesive and all that. But that's not the case. But until we, if, if, if acknowledging demographics, for example, some of like the statistical elements of like race and, and, and homicide, for example, People get really pissy with you when you even bring that up. When you bring up the fact that, well, you represent X amount of the population, yet you are over (laughs) representative in the sense of like, yeah, per capita in the sense of like homicide. Mm -hmm. And this isn't an element of poor or anything, because if you go to poor white spots, they ain't killing folk uh, to the degree that let's say some of us are doing that. If you can't even acknowledge that without getting pissy or honestly like addressing it, what the hell are we having a discussion for? We're not. We're not actually having this. It's a, it's a side shouting at the other like you're wrong. You're wrong. You're incorrect. And you should adopt my line of thinking. And this is why race in this country is looked at it, looked at like it is today. Yeah. Uh, more on this when we come back. we got to take a quick break, though. First, we want to thank our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So uh, did you know that the same company who controls half of online retail also passively eavesdrops on your private conversations at home. Yeah, that's right. Or that a single company controls 90% of internet services, runs your email service, and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone. Uh, In case you haven't realized, big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. You gotta put a layer of protection between your online activity and big tech. That is why I personally use ExpressVPN. Every site you visit, every video you watch, every message you send gets tracked and data mined. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software is going to hide your IP address and make your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. By the way, ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your internet data to keep you safe from hackers and eavesdroppers on your network all without slowing down your connection. Whatever it's on, your phone, your computer, your TV, uh, whatever it's on, that is why it's rated the number one VPN service by Mashable and TechRadar. Stop handing over your personal data to the big tech monopoly that is profiting off of your info. Visit expressvpn.com slash Y. Get three extra months for free over at expressvpn.com slash Y. As we get into the media's coverage of this, I just want to just remind you guys, I know I referenced it at the beginning of the show, just just remind you guys of uh, a couple specific points from this man's uh, uh, manifesto. So again, he said, he described himself as an authoritarian leftist and said he wouldn't disagree if you called him an, quote, ethno-nationalist, eco-fascist, national socialist. Um, he it sounds very similar. You're probably thinking, gosh, where have I heard uh, eco-fascist? That rings a bell. It was actually the 2019 uh, Christchurch shooter um, who it appears that this gentleman was trying to copycat, uh, especially with the symbols of the Azov Battalion. Uh, there are photos of him wearing the same white supremacist Nazi symbol previously used by the Azov Battalion of Ukraine. And uh, the same symbol was in his manifesto, um, which is interesting because, you know, it was this Azov battalion was incorporated into the Ukrainian National Guard and Biden and Congress are trying to indirectly fund 
this particular neo-Nazi group with their $40 billion aid bill. Just a little fun fact to keep in mind as we're having this conversation. So uh, Jim Acosta, let's go over to CNN, where Jim Acosta is, of course, blaming Fox News. You know, the eco-fascist uh, <laughs> national socialists over at Fox News, blaming them for their white replacement theory because of what was written in this shooter's manifesto. Watch. Investigators are now coming through a 180-page manifesto that allegedly shows the gunman's fixation on, quote, great replacement theory, which claims the white population is dwindling and being replaced ethnically and culturally by people of color, which, of course, is nonsense. It's a theory that has been linked to other recent mass shootings in this country, including the murders of 51 people, we should, and also overseas, including the murders of 51 people at mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. When the New York Times recently ran an expose on Carlson's record of promoting white nationalism and replacement theory, he tweeted out this, a picture of himself holding up the article, the front page of the New York Times, and laughing about it. Uh, Derek, as you know, millions of people absorb this garbage on a regular basis on his program. Fox does nothing about it. So uh, I just want to clear some things up and, and gentlemen, get your thoughts on this. The quote, white replacement theory is like, if you look at what it is, it's a conspiracy theory that elitist Jews are purposely trying to change the racial makeup of America. And that is what is referenced in the shooter's manifesto, which, by the way, contained a ton of anti-Semitic language, um, which I'm trying to think here if we were going to blame it on one party. Um, which party is the party that's constantly making anti-Semitic remarks and which party is the one that is constantly trying to defend Israel, uh, sometimes to a fault, some might argue. Um, gee, which one is that? I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Well, what they do is they purposely lie by way of omitting the rest of what was being certainly stated in this in this manifesto. Like specifically, you know, when he's asked, or he asked himself, you know, well, is he right wing or is he left wing? He's like, it, it, it depends on the definition. Um, and then he says that, you know, he's nationalist, socialist or whatever it is that he certainly wants to um, um, call himself. But, but he also, also says regarding he's radicalized by websites, right. not by Fox News. And yeah. Tucker and then Carlson. he says, like, you know, I think a big part of what they think the meme of the Christian conservative is also nonsense, too, because he in that manifesto specifically states that he is not a Christian uh, mm. by by any means. And mm -hmm. he's really uh, against that sort of thing. Um, I knew that this was going to happen. It's more of like who to who to blame and which side kind of elevates this sort of behavior. And yeah, it depends on who you ask. My approach has been the same. I think people, uh, socialistic ideals are very dangerous. And, um, you know, he states that obviously workers own depends on who it's more akin to, you know, Nazism of, of national socialism as opposed to international socialism, which is more Marxism. Doesn't mean he's not a socialist. I reject this moronic idea that socialism somehow means anti-state. It's never been that way. Ferdinand uh, LaSalle or Sablanc, these are uh, his, historic uh, state socialists that have been around just as long as Marx. But that is not a there's still a lie that they're going to perpetuate because they want to be able to blame uh, the other side. I don't particularly care. I just think he's an asshat. <laughs> I uh, succinctly said, Eric, I, John, like white replacement theory isn't Tucker Carlson opining that the left is trying to create open borders and give illegal immigrants the right to vote.
Yeah, it's like, not. That's not what that is. No, it's not Tucker Carlson's monologue. It's just the United States immigration policy since 1965. <laughs> Like, if you want to get into the conspiracy part and say, like, this is an evil motive from the top down, that's less interesting to me and it's irrelevant because the result is the same. Like, literally what is happening is, like, yes, white and black people are being replaced by migrants from Asia, from Latin America, uh, and from Africa. And it's like, that's just a fact. I mean, they've been coming here since 1965 by the millions every year, and the native population in terms of fertility rate has decreased. And so even with the language surrounding this, like diversity is our strength, what that implies is that the native population is not sufficient. It's actually inadequate. And it's only all these people coming from Africa and from Southeast Asia and from uh, India and from, from Latin America that are what makes us good. We weren't good enough as just like white and black people, which is how we existed virtually as a biracial country for all of our history. We actually need the rest of the world to come prevent us from suffocating on our own lack of multiculturalism. That's just not true. And it's actually insulting to America to suggest that it is true. Yeah. I... Look, it's just frustrating when I see this being covered. I saw, you know, Joe Biden is going to Buffalo. He was able to make the trip very quickly. I don't recall seeing him make the trip to uh, Waukesha no. after all of that happened. Um, it, it's just frustrating because anytime something like this happens and it happens to be a white person who does it or they can attribute it to some sort of white hatred of black people, they do things like with the Christchurch shooter. Uh, New Zealand created this uh, Christchurch call that was a commitment, an international commitment aimed to target violent extremists online. Uh, Joe Biden joined that call, right? So they're, they're looking at all of these things. They're trying to use this to their political advantage. Yes while on the other side of it, they don't even show up and talk about what well, happened when, yeah, because, when black nationalists do the same damn because thing. Because, period, they don't, that does not certainly align with their end game at right. all. That's actually detrimental to it, to put a spotlight on, okay, well, here's the a person that is not of this ilk doing something that is the same thing. Yeah. Um, and you and you can see the coverage is completely different. Well, of course, that is certainly by design. That doesn't validate what it is that they're trying to perpetuate, which is basically me as a black man going outside and I have to fear for my uh, life that some Klansman in a hood <laughs> is going to pop out and uh, and kill me or something like that. That's what they would. I mean, hell, if you watched uh, CNN, that, that's what you would think would be true. But you can't expect if we talked about this last week with Jesse, I mean, you can't expect that side to be ethical or fair or or consistent in terms of their values. No, they are in the business of punishing their political enemies. If that means they have to be hypocrites to do it. Well, that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. John, last word on this. I think he's completely right. I think we should do that, too. Well, he's completely right in his diagnosis. And then I would add to that that we should also do that, I think. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So, uh, look, if you own your home, you don't want to become the victim of home title fraud. Do not find this out before it's too late. All right. A cyber criminal can worm his way onto your home's title. He'd take out a loan, a bunch of loans loan after loan using your home's equity, and then they can just vanish, leaving you to prove you didn't commit fraud, which, by the way, you're not going to be able to prove. You could be a victim of home title fraud and not know it for months. There's no agency that notifies you or asks you if you sold your home or added someone to the title. You're only going to find out when the collection calls start for loans you never took out or, you know, you have a knock at the door like, hey, we're here to move in because we just bought this house and you don't even know it. Nobody knows more about how to stop this crime than Home Title Lock. So you got to go to HomeTitleLock.com, read the testimonials from retired FBI agents and others. Then you can register your home address to see if you are already a victim. And when you protect your home, tell them I sent you for 30 days.
days free. That is HomeTitleLock.com. Tell them Sarah sent you HomeTitleLock.com. Uh, the Buffalo shooter obviously has been pretty sensationalized, uh, had his name plastered all over the media. But there is another shooting that happened that has gotten little attention. This happened in California. A man opened fire during a lunch reception at a Southern California Presbyterian church, killing one person and wounding five senior citizens before a pastor hit the gunman on the head with a chair. And parishioners, this is interesting, parishioners tied him up with electrical cords. Uh, four of the five people wounded suffered critical gunshot injuries. So the gunman apparently is uh, an Asian man in his 60s, and his name had not been released, and a motive has not been determined. But, John, you just said you were reading over the break that, that they apparently, as of the time of this taping, have come out with more information. Yeah, it was, uh, or I guess it's purported to be an anti-Taiwanese attack. So I'm assuming the gentleman was Chinese or another ethnicity, and uh, they had a gripe with Taiwanese people. I would imagine Chinese because I know that they don't like each other, but not to politicize it, but to politicize it, it's just is so funny how the left will group like AAIP together. Oh, what is man. it? Asian it uh, Americans and Pacific Islanders. And it just shows how tone deaf they are, like these white liberal types. Like Asian people as a continent cannot stand each other mm -hmm. in terms of like Japanese attitudes towards Chinese and vice versa. Taiwan, it's like, and this is perfectly demonstrating that. Yeah. Eric. I was just about to bring that point up. That's why I've always said that the term POC, because what it does is they attempt to loop. It basically just means non-white. And then they try to act like we all agree. And I'm like, dude, have you yeah. actually had an experience definitely like Asian people and how they feel of some of them feel about black people and vice versa and what we saying about them? Like it's a it's a healthy mix of uh, being despised, certainly in there. But it's not nearly talked about because, again, it, it, it more so comes from one end that they want to demonize and that's generally uh white folk whether it be these other ethnic backgrounds or, or ethnic like racial makeups or Asian, certain types of asians beefing with each other hell even among black people you see a lot of that i mean there's a difference between uh, someone from nigeria uh versus a lot of them can't stand african-americans people from like that more first generation just got here from you know nigeria versus an african-american culturally those are two completely different people but hey we got similar skin tone and therefore we must all uh, align ourselves and certainly think the same exact way but that's the uncomfortable sort of truth about like this this sort of push for diversity and this idea it really goes to show that that's not anything that they really emphasize as far as or they care about as far as alleviate alleviating, excuse me, any sort of beef uh, between certain people. That's not what what their push for diversity is. In fact, it encourages conflict. Yeah, I uh, so Gavin Newsom tweeted out in response to the, the actually the Buffalo shooting, not this California shooting. He said, an attack by a homegrown terrorist fueled by sickening racial hatred and easy access to firearms. Charleston, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Poway, now Buffalo. America must get serious about fighting domestic terror. We can't accept this. And then it was followed by a for the office of the governor of California uh, tweeted out, we are actively monitoring the situation, the shooting at a church in Laguna Woods and working closely with local law enforcement. No one should have to fear going to their place of worship. Our thoughts are with the victims, community and all of those impacted by this tragic event. It's just 
Look, it's just interesting because, like we talked about earlier in the program, uh, mm -hmm. the liberals, the left, are using this as an opportunity to call for stricter gun control. Can you get more strict uh, than the states of California and New York? <laughs> when you're talking about gun control measures, it's like, what do you guys think you're going to do? Make it doubly illegal? Because when a guy tried that in Texas back in 2019, I believe he was only able to kill one person before one of the volunteer uh, men um, doing security just popped him because here in Texas we carry. And that's it's like that at literally every church I've ever been to here. Everyone knows if you try it, be prepared to die because everyone's armed. I'll, I'll say this, and this is my last bit on this. I do wish that a situation like this would cause folks that are, let's say, pro-gun rights to get on the offense instead of playing defense upon what the yeah. left does. And the left, they take a situation like this, they expect us to argue and gripe um, about it, and they want to then ban magazine capacity, certain types of uh, weaponry. And we often are playing defense, stopping them do that from doing that. I would much rather us say, look at this tragic situation. How do we build about a culture and a world that puts not even not necessarily puts guns in the hands of everybody, but more so teaches them to even want to get out there and learn how to operate one for themselves so they can then protect themselves, which would require us to get rid of a lot of laws that are already in the books. To Eric's point, John, the left really is calling for the exact same thing that the shooter called for in his manifesto, which is more gun control. Yeah, and it's so like they agree with the shooter on that. That's interesting. Well, they're not motivated by like truth or, or reason, just like purely ideological motivation, which is why if you had an honest conversation, like we said, it's like, okay, well, if it's not even like a gun thing because we've already had the guns, well, if we try to take them away, why is it still happening? Like the states, like you mentioned, with the strictest gun control in the country mm -hmm. are the states where this is happening. And it's because if we had an honest conversation about what might compel somebody to throw their entire life away and do something so evil, if we start looking under those rugs, you would find that it's all of the changes that have been forced down from the top on the society by the left that have made people so isolated and so depressed and but they're like i said committed to that ideologically so they don't want to address that yeah uh, all right we have got more to come we'll be right back Update on the baby formula saga. Last week we discussed uh, the White House's position on the uh, baby formula shortage. White House press secretary, then White House press secretary, which, mm, so sad to see you go, poor man's peppermint patty, Jen Psaki, uh, who said that babies had died from the formula and that the Biden administration had nothing to do with the shortage. I just want to I just want to give a little refresher here. So here is this from uh, Thursday of last week. Watch. When will parents be able to get the formula they need? What is your best sense of when store shelves will be stocked again? Well, I think it's also important to note that the reason we're here is because the FDA took a step to ensure that babies were uh, taking safe formula. There were babies who died from taking this formula, so they were doing their jobs. We have been working, this administration has been working for weeks now to address in anticipation of where we thought there could be shortages. So interestingly enough, Abbott, the company Abbott uh, Labs, is saying that this isn't actually true. Uh, the FDA announced on February 17th 
that a major Abbott nutrition plant in Michigan, uh, which is responsible for producing, for producing like a ton of these particular baby formulas, was under investigation for links to bacterial outbreaks, including salmonella. Uh, and the agency helped Abbott initiate a recall of its baby formula. But Abbott tweeted out this very long thread. I suggest everyone go read it if this is a topic that uh, interests you. But they say that a comprehensive investigation by Abbott, FDA, and CDC found no evidence that their formulas caused infant illnesses. Specifically, the CDC concluded its investigation with no findings of a link between their formulas and infant illnesses. Uh, and no Abbott formula distributed to consumers tested positive for these particular bacterias. Uh, and the places at the facility where FDA inspectors found bacteria were not in contact with formula products. Uh, and genetic tests that were performed by the CDC determined that these particular chronobacter strains in the facility did not match those which caused the infections. So there's that. So, which means basically that this is the CYA by way of the, the company saying, wait a minute, this kind of criminalizes us here. And I, like we had something to do with it when actuality you guys just came through, did what the bureaucrats usually do, add that layer of sort of regulation. And that is in itself why um, the, these aren't on the shelves. It's not necessarily our fault. Now, I hate to be cliche about, yeah, you get government involved. This is sort of what you get. But this is absolutely what you get. And I think this problem is going to be made even more of one because their solution is, of course, having them try to then more so regulate the end game here. And that is that, well, we're going to decide how much it's more rationing. It's USSR style sort of determining. And if you actually you want to talk about looking under the rug and seeing how there's only like three freaking companies that 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 make this formula and like all of them are subsidized by the by the state it's 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 very weird but it and doesn't this particular industry is like one of the most heavily most, one regulated of the, most, most of the, one of the most regulated industries uh in the country uh but they're not going to say that that had anything to do with what it is that we have right now ever right. they'll never admit to that right of course actually i think maybe they'll just say it's putin's fault yeah. As the resident breastfeeding expert, I would say that this is probably a good thing on the net. You know, when children are, you laugh. I didn't realize that about you, John. I told you. That's not true. I told you before the program started, Sarah. Don't be dishonest. But, I didn't realize that about you before this very day. Well, it's because, that's why I'm so intelligent is because my mom cared about me. And so she breastfed me. And then when I was going through public school, she always packed my lunch so I wasn't eating poison. You know, I was mocked on pizza day, let me tell you, because I didn't get pizza. I didn't get the little chicken nuggets and hamburgers or whatever. You need to talk to my son. You need to tell him it's a good thing It's going to be okay because now him. everyone that I went to high school with is stupid and I'm not. And it's because <laughs> their moms hated them and packed their lunches. And so, or uh, didn't pack their lunches, I should say. But it's true, like he mentioned, like these companies are heavily regulated. They're basically in bed with the government. And it's like, if you read the ingredients on the average oh. formula, it's estrogen, it's so bad. soy, so much seed soy. oils. Yes. And it's like, what does that literally do to your baby's brain? Mm -hmm. It shrinks the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that is responsible for saying no. Mm -hmm. So if your brain is biologically less capable through this influence of saying no to things, the corporation likes it because it makes you more susceptible to buy into their advertisements. And of course, the state likes it because it makes you more susceptible to buy into their narratives. Now again, you know, you can put the tinfoil hat on and say they're doing this intentionally. It would make sense that they're doing this intentionally. But even if that's ignored, it's still happening regardless. So yeah, feed your babies uh, with your breast milk. If you don't have any, Sarah's got some for you. <laughs> I, well, it's funny that you say that because it really is sad to me that in this country, so many people are just so used to women not breastfeeding anymore for convenience that like they think that I'm the weird one 
because I'm still nursing my toddler. I know. No, we are the most oppressed minority. You know, people like, I'm not going to name names, laugh at me like I'm the weird one for caring about drinking breast milk when it's like a totally normal thing. Uh, no, so I totally get how you feel. You know, speaking of which, I think it's sad that American Beauty by Sarah is the only company under your belt. You need to start a separate line just for like your breast milk. You can get like a delivery service, have a little glass bottle with like you on it, just like a thumbs up or anything. That'd be great. I'd like to see that. I don't know about that. I'll look into it. I feel like if they heavily regulate the baby formula industry, they're probably going to heavily regulate me uh, and think about, shipping my breast milk Think about bottles. why that is. The only threat to the establishment is suckle gang. The left fears this. The establishment fears this. They don't want your babies nourished. They don't want you as an adult nourished. That's why they regulate it. If you tried to start a business giving like marijuana to babies, they'd be like, yeah, they would subsidize that. But you trying to make babies healthy, they would send the eight. They would kill your dog. They'd send the ATF after you. It would be a whole thing. Now, I, I mean, I do want to say like there are women who have certain conditions and just do not have the ability for whatever reason to produce breast milk. I know it's been, you know, a lot of women and they're very upset about it. Um, I had a moment where we thought that we were going to have to put my baby on formula and like I I cried all night. Um, I was sick to death about it. it I, we didn't do it. He never he never drank an ounce of it. Um, and I'm so very you're acknowledging for that, that there's a market for this. There's increased <laughs> demand. I'm not, you know, well, but, I'm not giving but, you the business loan. You don't need to pitch this to me. Okay, like, but know. but I do want to point out, like, there are so many more cleaner formulas than what's in the United States located in Europe. Um, trust me, I know I had to look them up. And they're very expensive to try to ship into the United States because uh, the, the, the country makes it impossible because it's like black market baby formula. It's black market baby Sounds formula right. To, right, to try to get a cleaner, better formula for your infant. Yeah. You're not allowed to. Now, this is why I, I think that definitely trade of all things to talk about that may alleviate a lot of problems, even beef among different nations. I think trade is the one of the more beautiful things. And I, I have a lot of powwows with uh, conservatives about that because they use the term trade deficit, which is retarded. It's not a thing. <laughs> no, it's not a thing, America. I just... Wow, we're just working. I'm on fire today. Uh, we're pissing off all sorts of people. Yeah, yeah. studio's gonna. I, I know I'm getting. It. I, I've already committed. You know what I'm saying? Because I've already said two things that I shouldn't have said. Yeah. I'm gonna get an email. You're just going all Might in. Might as well ride it all the way. Just going out. all in, all in. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. As I mentioned earlier, very, very upset that last Friday was Jen Psaki's last day. She has been replaced by former MSNBC contributor Karine Jean-Pierre. So I guess they just did a little tradesies. MSNBC and the White House were like, Let's, I'm, we're just going to trade you for you. No, she actually was deputy press secretary before she got promoted. The New York Post put together a supercut of what we can expect from her going forward. Uh, here's just part of it. Racism, sexism, misogyny, all of that, homophobia, xenophobia, we, we connected to Donald Trump, but it existed before Donald Trump. Mm. Fox News was racist before coronavirus. They are racist during the coronavirus. Fox News will be racist after the coronavirus. Racism mm. has, was, was here before Donald Trump, and it's, uh, sadly, it will be here after yeah. Donald Trump. It walks like a racist, talks like a racist, acts like a racist. It is a racist. And we have a racist president in the White House who really pushes his racist like a peacock. Donald mm. Trump is the first president to have 
purposefully had made has made racism the center of his of his campaign of his administration clearly i think donald trump wants to get rid of legal immigration and it's because of people who come from brown and black countries but did the racism exist before he came into office and is it going to exist after he came into office i'm unclear on that man uh, <laughs> well they show pick them right huh um <laughs> MSNBC. And I, I don't even know what to say, but I expect them to, uh, Ms. Lohanger Fruit, she checks all the boxes um, of what they were looking for. It's just the latest uh, tokenization is what I call it. Redheads, they can't, they can't catch a break. Happens in all of media. Swapping them. You got Ariel. Uh, you got a couple of DC characters, Cyclone and them. They got replaced by a black person and now um, Saki. Yeah. I, Redheads uh, can't catch a break, man. No, poor Saki. That so, was affirmative action. Saki's now out of a job. You're saying that the, the African American, literally the African American woman got the job because of affirmative action? I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, I, don't, I didn't hear a lot of insightful commentary coming from her. Well, I, did, I never really quite thought about it. Like, as a racist myself, I never really thought about the history and evolution of it. I just started. He's joking. Yeah, He's just joking. That's I a just joke. Wanna... Um, it's like what people say about chapstick when they're like, oh, if you use it, it actually makes your lips dry, so you buy more. It's like her complaining about racism. It's like, sweetheart, if there were no racism, you wouldn't have a job. Like, that's all you talk about. Like, so it's, it's actually, she should be thanking people like me because if it weren't for me, she wouldn't have anything to talk about. Well, that's like the, they, their ratings after <laughs> Donald Trump. It's like, you guys only had ratings because Donald Trump was president and you screwed yourself because now he's not obviously the safest and most secure election and no one watches you. So, um, by the way, make sure that you go and uh, subscribe to Audio Podcast, leave a review and tell them all that don't get Eric in trouble. Yeah. Don't get Eric in trouble I'm for saying bad things. That's right. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.